Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Cheat Thrills. I'm your host, Etheria, and here's your top stories of the week. And now, here's your top stories in gaming. Hi guys, so welcome back. I hope your week was well. Um, I guess we should just start off with that state of play. Like, I was confused. Okay, first things first. The PSVR is out now. The PSVR 2 is out now. And I saw some reviews, low count numbers, and stuff like that, clearly because no one's really interested in it. Now, it was Sony's job to sell people on this new piece of hardware. And again, I will preface this by saying I believe that the PSVR 2, 1, Oculus, and all of those, they're good. The problem is, is you need software in order to make these systems work. So it was up to Sony to sell this to us via software and whatnot. And from what I saw, I, I just, I, I just don't know if, um, I just don't know if it's ready. I don't know if it's ready. And the scary part about this is, is that. I don't think that the PlayStation VR 2 is going to get um get off the ground like they want it to. I don't see it happening. The first game they showed was The Foglands, a haunted first part first person shooter. Um it looked lame. It looked Name and again, I don't know why they keep on thinking that okay, we see 4K and all that. I don't care about the fidelity of all of these these games. I really don't care. I want a solid game, and I really want you to show me something that the PSVR one couldn't handle and that's what it seems like it did that it didn't it couldn't show it what no man's sky that update 
You know that went for the PSVR one, right? I don't know. Okay, Synapsis, another first-person shooter. The other one is called Humanity, which that game is coming in May to the PSVR. To the PlayStation VR. Again, I want you to show me something that the PSVR can't do. Child, look. Enough of that stuff. They did a... Okay, so you know how um, their Game Pass, right? Well, not Game Pass, but you know, the PlayStation Plus subscribers and stuff like that. Well, they're trying to look a little bit more like Game Pass. And Tisha is coming out March 21st, day one, on their subscription model. Now, it seems like a lot of indie Keep in mind, a lot of these games that they showed, I don't know why I got the feeling that a lot of them was like second party to indies. I don't know. That's coming. It's going to be launching on PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium Tiers. I have no idea why they're not putting that on Basic. I have no idea. But I guess they're doing this because they need to try to sell those those two tiers. Um, Nurato X Bruto Ultimate Ninjas Connection Collection. I never bought any of these games. I never bought any of them. Um, but here we are. Um, that's gonna be coming out. Wayfinder. Now, when I first saw this trailer, not everything Wayfinder was the one that had me, you know, peaked with interest. I don't know why I got the feeling of World of Warcraft, but I can tell you what, the beta starts next week. I can tell you this, I am going to download that. I am going to download that. I. If it's one thing I miss from, I don't know, my consoles, is I really do miss MMORPGs. And the only one that was decent, but oh god, it got boring really fast, was Neverwinter. This is a um, drag, um, Dungeons and Dragons MMORPG. And it looks dated, but it... Because I didn't like 
Genshi Impact. I I tried it, but when I played it, it made me want to play Zelda. Wind Waker. I mean, I'm Wind Waker, but um, Breath of the Wild. That's what the game made me want to play. So, that's the only game that, um, that looked interesting to me. Resident Evil 4, um, new gameplay footage and trailer and whatnot. But I gotta be honest with you guys. I looked at that and I just said, Okay. I played it. I've ended it. I don't need to pick that up. That's just my humble, honest opinion. When I saw that trailer, I just said, okay, cute. I'm glad that the other people get to see it in this definition and stuff like that, but I won't be picking that game up. But they do have a date. And um, it's coming out March 24th, which is really fast. And then after they showed that, they showed off Street Fighter 6. Which I'm sure that they got the, the rights for the marketing and everything. You guys know that, that that's coming out on the Xbox, right? Just want to remind you. I am going to pick up that game day one. The problem here is, is this. This is the situation that I'm looking at them. My fear is that they're going to give you a decent roster. It's coming out on the 31st of August. Oh, no, not the 31st of August. I'm so sorry. That was um, June. The one that was 31st of August was Baldergate Street. Child, when I saw that, I was like, okay. But, like I said, it, um, it looks interesting. I know that they're going to put a lot of characters behind um, paywalls. I know that they are. That being said, I will be picking up Street Fighter 6. I will. I think that that game looks really good. Really solid. So, I'm interested in... um the release of that. They got Kami. Kami? Why did Kami was not in, in like in one of their first trailers? Oh no. But um cause she's my favorite her. She's my favorite. Ryu is my second. Um I guess Kim would be like my third. And my fourth one would be Chung Lee. But outside of that, I really don't play with no one else. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing um, the story behind it. It looks like it's going to be an interesting one. Alright, let's um, 
Destiny 2 is going to get another expansion called Lightfall. Um, that's going to be re- um, released on the 28th. try to get into it. I think that um, Destiny 2 is a good good game. I think the problem that I have with it is it's in order it, it, it's not an easy game to jump into. And now that we're like I think five five expansions in maybe more I think it's too late in the game to pick it up. And mind you guys, did you see how they said that that was the PC version that they were showing off and not the PS5? Which is weird because didn't Sony just buy them? And it's five days away? I mean, not five days away, but it's next week? You would think that they will be pushing... The PlayStation version. So that just says to me that it's gonna be a choppy launch for the PS5, but I'm sure you guys are gonna um, enjoy it either way. Now, the last game that they showed, right, was. Suicide Squad. As they have gameplay. Like this was their quote unquote star. After seeing that gameplay and trailer. I said there's no way in hell I picked that game up. And I know they're going to try to shoot to buy that game for $70. That game should... That game... And this is just my humble opinion. That game... The mechanics of that game looks dated. It looks free. It looks free. It looks like... They wanted Rockstar to do another Arkham. And they just didn't have the creativity to do so. Does that make sense? They didn't have the creative mind to do so. And so they created that. The best way I can explain it is I feel that that's a rush job. I feel that that was rushed. And they put it, they have a fucking battle pass in the game. For what? All this game play showed me is that that was a rush job. The DLC is behind a paywall because Sony didn't give them enough time to do what they needed to do. So I'm not going to pay for that crap. I'm sorry. 
this state of play was horrible. It was really bad. And it just reinforced to me, like, the rest of this year, I'm not looking forward to playing a lot of PlayStation games. I'm not. And I know that sounds a bit over the top, but I don't... No. Now, moving on. I know a lot of people was... Well, a lot of Sony fans. Microsoft came out and told people via text, I mean, not text, but uh, Twitter, that they have signed a 10-year deal with Nintendo to have Call of Duty to come to Nintendo. I, for one, I'm excited. I'm going to pick it up. I won't play it, but I'm just going to show my support. Um... This means to me, I don't think that I don't think that the game is going to be released on the Switch. I think it's going to be released on Nintendo's next system. Yeah, I believe that it's going to be released on Nintendo's next system. And if it's not, I can't understand why they will put it on the Switch. And if they do, they better not be charging full price. Because I know that it's going to be a gimped version. And we've already went through that with the Wii U. And the the regular um, Wii. And people just didn't warm up to it. So my... Like, you know, my impression from that announcement is... Yeah, Nintendo is almost ready to announce their new system. Which, I want to talk a little bit about Microsoft in this acquisition. And after watching what happened with, for some strange reason, I was thinking about um, these tickets to go to the concert and stuff like that and how... Ticketmaster is like this, monopolized and whatnot. And for some strange reason, I was kind of blinded to what was going on. And I kind of changed my stance on, I don't want, I I don't want Microsoft to get um, Blizzard in um, Activision now. I think that Microsoft kind of realized that they really can't win and they're wasting a lot of money. So they're like, let me just buy up everything and that will stifle. They're trying to kill off Sony. That's the way I gathered after watching, like, you know, some things about, um, Monopolies and whatnot, and yeah, 
I kind of look at what's going on with Microsoft, and Microsoft is trying to create a monopoly. They are trying to. It's unfortunate, I, but here's the thing, and I I stand by this, I stand by this, guys. Even though nothing, my, my stance has changed, I still believe that Microsoft bought them. I truly believe that they bought them out. And I, I guess they're trying to, they're trying to, like, you know, warm everyone up to it, but... I think that that deal is already signed. And Sony now knows about it. Which is really messed up. Okay, guys. Well, I guess that's it. And those were your top stories in gaming. your top stories in pop culture okay guys I guess we're gonna get right back up into this because there's some conversations that I want to have with some of you first these first now y'all remember we talked about Christina Brown did we talk about that last week All right, Chris Brown came out after this, um, okay, so y'all know, okay, so we talked about um, Chris Brown and Chloe. I heard the song, couldn't get through the first 20 seconds of it, but people was like, why are you dealing with this dude, right? what it is he came out and said hold on let me look this up because I want to say exactly what he said alright okay this is what Chris Brown said light Ike if y'all still hate me for a mistake I made as a 17-year-old, please kiss my whole entire ass. I am fucking 33. I'm so tired of y'all running with this narrative. You weird-ass niggas are niggas. At the same time, are the same ones that tune in every week to see Blueface and Croissant beat the fuck out of each other in front of the world. But that's okay. It's entertainment. Y'all can suck my disrespectfully, disrespectfully. Where are the cancel cultures with these white artists that date underage women, beat the fuck out of their wives, giving bitches AIDS? Oh, that's right. They are your buddies. No more fake love from me. Stay out of my way or get ran over. It's simply as that. None of you... None of you, none of you, and I mean none of you niggas, can fuck with me. 
Haley, what's her name again? Um, girl, he was talking about Charlie Sheen, the one with the AIDS. He was talking about Nicholas Cage for beating up someone. Um, He was talking about Sean Penn and Emma Watson. Emma Watson was beating the fuck up out of Evans um, Peters. No wonder. Now I feel bad for that. Bo- Let me get up. I was gonna say I was gonna detract right there. Um, but here's the situation. Yeah. Number one, Chris Brown ain't never was canceled. That boy wasn't. That storm from that problem with Rihanna. That's the first one. And the second one was Karuchi Tran. So I don't know what you're talking about, Chris Brown. Now that I said that. Now that I said that. He ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. D- Number one, I told you guys this on this podcast, and I know you've got to see me tweet about this. To this day, I cannot, for the life of me, figure out why the fuck is everyone watching this train wreck, which is Blueface and Croissant. This girl and this young man is just horrible. And like he said, and like he said, and I hate that I'm actually about to say this shit, but he's right. If y'all can go up for these two, but you have absolutely fuck all to say about Blueface, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Now, yes, Chris Brown has been held accountable for his actions in regards to Rihanna and Chris, um, and, and his other women. His other women. But these women, some guys too, for whatever reason, they go up for Chris Brown. They go up for Chris Brown. I don't understand it. And here's the thing. I think, and this all stemmed from the announcement from Chloe having a a duet with Chris Brown. But I'm looking at child. Look, if you like Chris Brown, you like Chris Brown, but that doesn't mean that you cannot hold him accountable for his past actions. You, we talked about this last time. Rihanna have forgiven him, but just because Rihanna have forgiven him, 
does not mean that that boy would not beat you up if he had the opportunity to or you stepped on his toes. Chris Brown has shown us that he is a man with a chip on his shoulders. If you get with him, you have to be a certain color. You have to have a certain hair type. Like Chris Brown has a a type. And those types, he dominates. He dominates. Why? Because he saw his father do it to his mom. So that's the world that he lives in. But I don't see why y'all going up after him talking about, you shouldn't be talking about, um, you shouldn't be trying to distance yourself from what happened in the past and stuff like that. I don't think that he is. I think he's calling out hypocrisy from all you motherfuckers. Because y'all will post, y'all will tweet, retweet everything that's going on with Blueface. Those two individuals need help. And I can't understand for the life of me, why are y'all not trying to help those two? He comes out with a fucking video talking about um, me and you had the, the um, different judges and stuff like that. Like, you know, my bitch fights back and stuff like that. Mine too. Croissants is in the background just cackling. Just cackling. I'm like, bitch, this man is running to the world wide web and is telling the world that yeah he fucks you up on the daily with no repercussions and just cause you just because you hit his ass back it's all okay they gave these two a fucking show. And now that she's pregnant. They're going to bank off of that. Zeus. Zeus. That program. It's the worst. It's the fucking worst. It's the worst. It's a fucking televised version of. World Star. It's the worst. If you want to watch something that is a horrible train wreck, just go to that program. And the fucking sad part about it is they put the bitch behind the fucking paywall. Shut the fuck up. You think I'm going to pay to watch shit? I don't care enough about these goddamn nobodies enough for you to... Garner ten dollars out of me every fucking month. It's conflicting, but enough about Miss Christina Brown. Let's get into this beehive shit. So this week, um, one of the legends, Stephanie Mills, R.I.B. She came out 
and she said, you know what? Let me see if I can find the audio. You know, as much as I like Diana Ross in that in that role, Diana Ross was a grown woman. Like she was all like 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 she was she a school been teacher. Blind. Yeah, she they played. She was Diana was thirty six when they did that movie, and she yeah, played I a school teacher. Yeah, I'm like yo, she might be just a little too old to be Dorothy at that point. Yeah. So as simple as that. She's the biggest star. She wanted, and you know, for for she, just to give her credit, she was Beyonce before Beyonce. Oh, um, she, huge mega star. I don't think you can compare. I don't think you can compare Beyonce to Diana Ross. I mean, Diana. No, just Ross, in terms of stardom. As ter- in terms of stardom, it's still different. It's still. I mean, Diana is is glamour and and you know Beyonce is is, is glamour it's just different it's hip hop I consider uh, Beyonce hip hop I consider Diana uh, R&B and pop and, and just I consider her royalty Diana I've always wanted to be like Diana when I saw Ladies Things the Blues and I would go to her shows in Vegas they were always so wonderful and, and, and classy and everything. Diana Ross is the epitome of, of beauty and class to me. Now, a lot of people came to Beehive, came for Stephen Mills talking about, first of all, Beyonce is not R&B, I mean, um, hip-hop. Beyonce, the first album Beyonce came out with, the first song, Crazy in Love, Bitch, Beyonce was on her knees. Popping coochie and like, I go up for Beyonce, you know how much I love Beyonce. But you could never put Beyonce in the same motherfucking rim as Diana Ross. You can't. Beyonce can sing. Beyonce can perform. Beyonce is is in a league of her own. She's an icon, as it was like. But Beyonce does not have the credentials to be called a legend. Not just yet. We're talking about Diane Ross. Diana Ross. You could go back to the Supremes. You can go back to Diana Ross' solo career. Diana Ross has is there was a time. Okay, let me say this. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. It's gonna sound fucked up, bitch. When it boils down to it, back in those days. With the Stephanie Mills, with the Diana Ross, with the Diane Warwick, with the Whitney Houston, 
with the Mariah Carey's, with the Aretha Franklin's, and with, like, these people of a different era, when I tell you that they had terraining, Michael Jackson had terrain, this is artist development, boot camp, boot camp, and when they picked up their mics, when I screamed to you guys that they mics was hot and live, I mean that with all of my heart. I am not saying that Beyonce cannot sing. I am not saying that Beyonce cannot sing live. But Beyonce can never, never, ever with these other women. The Shaka Khans. Stephanie Mills can say what the fuck she said because when Stephanie Mills picks up her mic, it's live to this day. Now, the reason why I'm not... (laughs) I'm not... Now, here's the thing. The reason why I'm not... Coming for Miss Belle, LaBelle, is because sometimes LaBelle is not, she can't sing because she forgets the words. But Patty LaBelle will sing you down. Diana Ross has always been about elegance. That's who she is. That's it's her name. You cannot compare. You can't put Beyonce in that rim. Beyonce has her own name. She's an icon, but she can never be a legend. For the white women and the white girls and stuff like that, bitch. Motherfucking goddamn, what's her name again? What's that whole name again? Celine Dion. But even before Celine Dion, bitch, uh, we're talking about Barbara Streisand. We're talking about Barbara Streisand. We're talking about Cher, bitch. These women, these people of a different era were different beasts. Beyonce is a 2000 girl. Anything and everything before motherfucking goddamn 70s, you cannot. You cannot. They, they're just. They, they are those women. Why are y'all getting upset about that? I don't understand. Y'all sometimes y'all just get upset for stupid shit. Now she's on a, a I guess not a, an apology tour, but she most certainly is trying to make her roll back her motherfucking statements. And I'm like, you better not roll back your statement. Beyonce is not in your class. 
She, she just isn't. Beyonce can't even, Beyonce can't come from, Beyonce cannot even come from, she couldn't come for Whitney Houston. She couldn't come for, um, what's her name again? Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey is like the era before Beyonce. You can't compare the two. Now, I want to talk about something that's... A little bit... It's not hot topics, but it's it's of some interest to me. And, um... I'm talking about this subscription-based... Shit. That is going on... Twitter first started it, and now Facebook is starting it. Now, first of all, I don't have no Facebook account. Um, but they're talking about this meta subscription. Um, it's coming to the, it's coming to the rest of the world. And they're charging people fifteen dollars for, um, for you to have security around your account. And we was just talking about this shit. Like, me and my friend was talking about this. Um, They have already gotten all of y'all information. Yeah. The algorithm. They already sort all that shit out. So they stole that part because it was all free. So they took all of that. And now they want to sell you back. The your shit for eleven and fifteen dollars a month. They be when I tell y'all, y'all better sit the fuck down and realize what the fuck they're doing. Facebook, when they talked about, they wanted to, um. They wanted to, um, like, you know, verify your person and stuff like that. They, like, you need a government, um, ID. Now, that's a step, I don't think it's a step far. I think that it's a step too late. Number one, number one, this feature or this new thing, when it came to Facebook, hell, when it even came to Twitter or any social media, number one, that should have been implemented in day one. But the fact that they didn't put that there means that they knew what they were going to do with it. They knew they were going to do that. I said this a long time ago. If you had a social media account, in order to sign up, you needed a state ID. 
That way, whenever you say some silly shit or some shit outside your net or when you drunk tweet or drunk Facebook, you will be held accountable for your behaviors. You can tell if they if if, if they get enough subscriptions for this Facebook stuff. Twitter's gonna pick that up too. They're going to start holding y'all accountable for y'all stuff because they can't defeat those bots. They just can't. So I read about this and I was truly troubled. I'm like, this. And mind you, I wanted this shit implemented in the beginning. But I believe that we are too far gone. We are too far gone. As anybody can make a fake fake ID. And because you're paying for it. And because you are paying for it. To verify the bar would be very, very low. Social media is on the edge of destruction. I truly believe that. It's on the edge of destruction. I don't think that you will, the the news that come out of these um, situations will not be clear. Most of them will not be right. The only thing you will possibly have is YouTube. That way you can see said individual. And I'm, I'm sure they're going to start, like, you know, saying you need to show your face or at least make one video with your face present so that, you know, th- that's almost like a verification of who you are. I don't know if I'm going to be leaving social media anytime soon, but I know it's on the horizon. I can tell y'all that now. I see trouble brewing. And it's all because these Silicon Valley right now, they're being funded by people special interests. They're being funded by billionaires and millionaires. But they're now starting to realize that they need to start making money back. I don't know why I want to talk about that. It's just that I'm looking at all of this and I'm seeing. I just wanted to share you guys, share my thoughts 
with other days. Okay. Uh, I thought I saw something that was of interest. Um, <laughs> y'all see that? Spare by Prince Harry sold over a million dollars. I mean, a million. And motherfucking goddamn U.S. alone. In the U.S. alone. I know those motherfucking, um, the, the U.K. motherfucking goddamn, um, British media. I know they are fucking pissed. They are fucking pissed. Because now they got to talk about it. They're winning. Those two are winning. And I think they're winning because they come out, they talk about their things, and then they go away. They go away. I know they're going to go to the, the coronation. I know that they are. Against their better judgment, I know that they are. And even though it's supposed to be about King Charles, the British media is going to make it about Meghan Markle and about Prince Harry. Watch. They're going to make it about them. Because that's the ones they're going to focus on. They're already letting you know now. They're letting you know now. If they come, we are not going to be talking about King Charles. We will be focused on these two. So I hope that Charles and Camilla, that bitch. Um, I would never, I would never cape for that hoe. I hope Win and William too. I hope they don't get the inclination, like, you know, try to think that they. Because William doesn't want Harry there. I don't know about these people. I'm just like, I'm because he may he may want his brother there. Okay, guys, so. I think I went a little bit too far. Um, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Tink came out with some new music. I still don't understand why that girl isn't as popular as she should be. I'd have gave it to Tink as far as popularity and singing and talent and stuff like that more than Summer Walker. They're both like equal, but I think Summer Walker. It's just too... I I like that she can sing. She can sing her ass off. But she is just too problematic. Hopefully that they start realizing that Tink is that girl. Alright, guys. And those are your top stories in pop culture.
Well, guys, it looks like we've come to the end of another great episode here on Cheap Thrills. I've been your host, Etheria, and I look forward to chatting with you guys next week. If you'd like to write to us, you can contact us at CheapThrillsPodcast01 at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at CheapThrillsPodcast01.